Give me an S. Give me a P. I can't spell. Give me an A. Give me an M. What does that spell? Spam! (laughs) Welcome back to Giving You Everything. I'm so glad you're here. Today, we're going to talk about junk mail. (laughs) I know Meg Ryan was talking about a different kind of mail, like love letters kind of mail. She made a You've Got Mail reference earlier. You're welcome. We spared you. And You've Got Mail, but yeah, I'm here to talk about junk mail. Different, the dark side, or not the dark side, the like sticky side of your inbox. Sticky, that's gross. But I was just kind of like cleaning out my inbox. I have, like most people in the world, have like 10 million email accounts, or maybe that's just me. But the one that I created when I was eight, I now use as my junk mail it like holds all the newsletters that I subscribed to thinking that I would read them and then also the newsletters that I didn't subscribe to and won't stop coming and that brings me to my point it creates a lot of digital clutter in my life and I'm always trying to stay on top of it I'm not really doing a great job but although that main inbox is filled with c-r-a-p-o-l-a as my dad likes to call it crapola there's an even more messy confusing side to that inbox where the spam goes. And I just was wondering, you know, what does my inbox say about me? Are the newsletters that I've subscribed to or not subscribed to a cry for help? And I just think about how my junk inbox feels like this sad reminder of who my old self was. Spam. Let's start there, shall we? (laughs) Spam, what is it? Why does it matter? Why are we talking about it? Why should I care? Spam. Okay, what is it? Well, it's a delicious food. Get ready for a major detour. Anybody who tells you otherwise calls it the D word. Disgusting is absolutely out of their minds and wrong. Let me give you an official definition. Spam. Food. It is a canned pork meat product. Mm-hmm. Made by Hormel Foods Corporation. This is not an ad. <laughs> uh, although I wish it was. It was introduced by Hormel in 1937 and gained popularity worldwide after its use during World War II. I once listened to this podcast episode talking about like modern food and how all the food, like the convenience foods that we see in the supermarket were actually like invented because of war, which is kind of crazy. But you think about like all the instant microwavable, like frozen, that's all because they were trying to feed soldiers. On this very informative Wikipedia page, it says Spam's basic ingredients are pork with ham. I thought they were the same thing, but okay. The ham is added to the pork. Okay. Then there's salt, water, and modified potato starch as a binder, sugar, and sodium nitrate. Someone is starting to question their love for spam. And then natural gelatin is formed during cooking in its tins on the production line. 
I I think I hear a lot of people's stomachs churning, but if there's something you should know, it's like spam is very popular in certain parts of the world and in certain cultures. And I think a lot of it has to do with like growing up eating spam. And I am one of those people. I say it loud. I say it proud. I love spam. I love it. I love it. Definitely grew up eating it. I think it's delicious. The gelatin does not scare me. Like if you eat jello or if you eat gummy bears, spam should not scare you because it's the same thing. It's the same thing. But anyway, I love Spam. Spam is so versatile. It can be put in all kinds of foods, but some of like the greatest hits in my opinion in my life are Spam Subi. It's like a sushi that they make in Hawaii. It's rice and then a piece of fried Spam on top. And usually they put some kind of teriyaki sauce on it. And then they put a little belt of seaweed or like not a belt, a blanket of seaweed. Nori, if you will, that's what that's called. The crispy seaweed paper. It's like a, a burrito, a sushi burrito kind of thing. Very delicious. <laughs> and growing up, I would actually eat, my mom would make porridge with fried spam and duck eggs. It's like one of my, I haven't had it in like maybe 20 years, but it is definitely like one of my favorite meals to this day. My mom would make it for us every Saturday because every Saturday I had to schlep myself. Well, I didn't schlep myself. My mom had to like drag me. <laughs> she had to drag me to Chinese school and I would be there for what felt like an eternity, but really it was only three hours, three hours every Saturday. I was very upset that I was missing out on all the Saturday morning cartoons, but jokes on old me because I can watch all the cartoons I want now on demand. I was very like, what's that? Not short-sighted of me to think that that was a, a bigger priority because now my Chinese language skills are severely lacking and I can still watch all the cartoons that I want. So a lose-lose situation. Should have paid more attention in that school. But that's besides the point. My point is that I would spend three agonizing hours making friends and not paying attention at Chinese school. Then my mom would pick me up just in time to come home for lunch and she would make get her done porridge. Not an official culinary term. And then she would fry up two pieces of spam and then she would make us duck eggs, which are, I, they are eggs from a duck, but I think they're preserved in a way that they're super salty. Um, not great for your health, but wow, did wonders for my soul. I love that meal. And my other personal favorite spam recipe is with ramen and not like a fa- also not a fancy kind of ramen. You might be sensing a trend. I swear I love fancy things, but like some of the things that bring me the greatest joy in life come in a plastic bag. And one of those things is top ramen. When I have my own personal freedom, time to myself, alone time, me time, when I am left to my own devices, my favorite meal is a packet of that noodle brick that you get from the grocery store. It's maybe like 99 cents. And you do not cook it on the stovetop. You just microwave it. You microwave it for like six or eight minutes. And then you take that bad boy out. You drain out all the water. And then you put in the flavor packet because you want like maximum MSG concentration. Mom, if you're listening. No, we don't. And then you put some spam in there and some sriracha all over, all over. And I swear to you, I could eat that every day. I could eat that every day and not get tired. Let me tell you, when I'm by myself, that's how I like to wild out. I clearly cannot be left alone.
this brings me to my next point, which is that spam also comes in digital forms and in the form of people's behaviors, which like the second one I decided on my own, I was going to call it that. Someone salty from all that monosodium glutamate. But like the first one, uh, that's a bit insulting, disrespectful to spam. But we're going to talk about it because that's what the whole episode was about in the first place. Email. So email spam. What is it? What is it? You ask. Let me go back to our handy dandy Wikipedia page. And guess what? The second entry is spamming unsolicited or undesired electronic messages. Let's see what this web page has to tell us. Spamming is the use of messaging systems to send multiple unsolicited messages or spam to large numbers of recipients for the purpose of commercial advertising or for the purpose of non-commercial prophetizing. Oh, I didn't know that. And then also for any prohibited purpose. And then in parentheses, it says, especially the fraudulent purpose of phishing. And that's with a PH, y'all. Yeah. And then it goes on. There's like a lot of different types of spam because, you know, the Internet's been around. She's a little established now. Here's the gold. It says it is named after spam, a luncheon meat by way of a Monty Python sketch about a restaurant that has spam in almost every dish in which Vikings annoyingly sing spam repeatedly. Honestly, sounds like a good time to me. And I know she'd agree. Okay. Yeah, I have mixed feelings about that. I don't think I grew up in a time where like Monty Python was like my jam. To each their own. I still love spam. That's not going to change my opinion of it. But it is annoying to get unsolicited emails or to have a lot of emails that you're just like not going to read. I'm not going to read that. This is just clogging up my inbox. And I thought I would read through my spam box for you today and see what we have in here. I am just scrolling. Yeah, there's a lot of bad decisions in this inbox. The first is like a newsletter. I have a lot of like newsletters for brands. So I have like Urban Outfitters, Anthropology. They just like won't stop coming. But it's also because I didn't want to unsubscribe because I thought that like seeing the catalog in my inbox would help me cling on to the last vestiges of my youth and relevance. Although like I don't know how youthful or relevant subscribing to the Anthropology catalog makes me. I also have, let's see, Poshmark. I've been trying to sell something on Poshmark and it's not as easy as they tell you it will be. No. It's only gotten likes. Your closet is attracting interest from potential buyers. Here are the notifications you might have missed since you last checked your newsfeed. It's like, no, if I had interest from potential buyers, I would probably have an offer and these shoes that I'm trying to sell would have been sold. But here we are. Here I am forced to read this insulting email I didn't ask for. Although I probably did ask for it because I opted into notification. But I also get um, Scott's cheap flights. I like to look at those and dream of another life that I could be having. 10% happier. I downloaded the app. It was working for me for a while. I don't think I really stuck with it. But I like to think that holding on to these emails will encourage me to get back into meditation. But the more I look at this inbox, the more I realize that it's just like a box full of lots of good intention, but no action. 
Don't they call that delusion? Yeah, this is like pretty boring and kind of annoying to clear through. And she's surprised. I only have three things in my main junk inbox, which I'm kind of surprised. Like maybe I cleaned it out recently. The first is Keto Rapid Diet Miracle. Shark Tank's new product is a diet sensation. 50 pounds in blah. And then it says, hi, DHG. That's not my name. It's like, oh, what are you trying to tell me that I'm, I mean, yes, I do watch a lot of fitness influencers and lifestyle vloggers on YouTube, but like, I don't need you calling me out here in my junk inbox. I don't even know you and you don't even you can't even get my name right i don't know it's not saying anything interesting about me <laughs> but i think what really sparked this idea was that like i had a lot of these i recently unsubscribed to them but i had a lot of these like self-help newsletters in my inbox the other thing is that i'll subscribe to random newsletters and i'm like how did i even get here and it's just because like every once in a while because i don't have enough energy for like a full-on self-improvement kick i'll just go on like a, a an abbreviated one where i'll like look for newsletters with self-help information or about like things that i want to like be more knowledgeable about and then i realized that like maybe one out of every four of those emails i was getting was actually like teaching me something but the other three out of four emails were like it's a countdown there's only 20 more hours till you can sign up for this like once in a lifetime like training session it's like mm. i always save like if they have like a flashy title i usually save them and i also never read them but usually like once every four to six months i'll go on the internet and i'll search around for like newsletters to improve my life and then i'll subscribe to like 10 of them and maybe five of them will make it to my inbox and then maybe two more make it but i don't remember those and i'm like who the heck how did you get this number please lose it now ah. but i have this other point in my notes about like what does this say about me and i think this is that i have commitment issues because i'm like always signing up for these newsletters and then not following through on my intentions for them they're not like adding to my life they're oh, they're adding like more matters to my life but not matter that matters if you know what i mean category which is people spam it's not what you think i swear it's solely my opinion but there is a third category of negative spam i don't know what you want to call it but it's people we're now entering the section of the episode where i will be griping I know I said I was going to do less of that, but I am a work in progress. But I think there's like a different kind. It's like too much of what? I feel like I've encountered a lot of people in the last like year that are like want too much from you. They want something from you. The users. That's the word. That's the word I'm looking for. I'm so mean. But you know what? <sighs> I'm too young for this. I've spent a lot of time around people who only want to want to talk to you because they want something. They're not like interested in listening to you. And I guess my problem with that is that like my personal philosophy and approach to that whole situation is like, if this is not mutually beneficial, like let's leave, let's leave. 
What's funny is that spam is one of those things that people like get people hate, but they feel like no qualms about inflicting upon someone else. And I feel like this happens with those people who want to use you for stuff. They only want to get your attention because they want you to do something for them. And of course, no matter how hard you spam people, people are never going to read your message anyway. Like they've already decided to tune you out before you even hit but I think like spam is ineffective and noisy like I think maybe the spam has controlled our minds to think like well we need to get in front of as many eyeballs as possible and it's like you know what after a while it becomes counterproductive because people just learn to tune you out because it's noisy I don't know how like strong of a point this was but people spam I guess I'll tell a story do I have a story to tell You know, we use Slack at work, like many workplaces, and there are some of these communal channels where people are like hosting events or they want you to attend their Zoom webinar. And it's like... I think at this point, you all just have to accept that nobody wants to zoom around anymore. Nobody wants to zoom, zoom, zoom. It makes my heart go boom, boom, but not in a great way. As in it's raising my blood pressure. (laughs) But why did I write this down? I think I just wanted to complain. Uh. Anyway. Thanks for chatting with me about spam today, my favorite food and least favorite internet experience. Let us know what you thought of today's little conversation on email at givingyoupodcast at gmail.com or you can leave us a little love note or review or maybe some spam on or maybe not spam don't spam us leave us a review on apple Podcasts. leave us some stars leave us your thoughts leave us with anything something i'll take it but let's cheers to spam asubi spam and ramen and spam and porridge none of the other kind of spam we need less aggravation in our lives All right, I'll talk to you guys later. Oh, I think I was supposed to clink, 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 clink. Goodbye.